it's all shit. It's all dumb gay politics. America's got kind of wack, but it's not damn it, because it's all dumb gay politics. Oh, it's a different rendition. Gotta make it different every time. <laughs> you gotta make it different every time. Uh-huh, it's all shit, it's all just dumb gay politics. America's gotten kind of whack, but we're not gonna let it go down like that, because we got a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. We probably don't have all the facts, but we got opinions and we'll probably backtrack. That's why it's a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. It's all shit. It's all shit. Ooh, it's all shit. It's all shit. I mean, are we gonna die? I don't know. I, I, you're extreme. I am extreme. It's all shit. Uh uh, this shit is bananas. B A A A S. This shit is Trumpanas. T R U M P A N A N A S. What? I don't know. I don't even know. everybody welcome to dumb gay politics i'm julie and i'm brandy and this is the podcast where we recap the week in politics like we're recapping the week in reality tv that's right that's correct and laura ingram mm. got her fucking lips injected and i mean to go on twitter and hear people talking shit about her it looked disgusting her mouth looked you can tell you can tell you can see it i think it's weird when jesusy people are vain Agreed. Good point. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, yep. I thought vanity was, I mean, right. it's not, obviously, it's it's certainly one of the seven deadly sins or whatever with the thing from seven, right? Like yeah, vanity, like being vain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me. Yes, you're right. You'd think that somebody who's very um, judgy and mm-hmm. um, a moral troll and um, <laughs> exactly. something such as who writes, who outs their brother, who, who decides. Who, who outed a bunch of people. Outed a bunch of people. Which, you know, uh, then goes and gets their, their troll goblin lips injected. What a tool. What a fucking <laughs> I urge bag. everyone to go, all 14 of you to go and look. If you don't know who Laura Ingram is, is, she's on Fox News. She's gross. We've talked about her before. For whatever reason, it's on Julie's TV. She's been, she's I was been, popping around yeah, while you were writing around. the thing. And then, and then I just saw, I was like, oh. It has been interesting checking News. in with Fox News right now. Because this yes, particular exactly. week. Yeah. Because well, they're really... Holding firm. You they're gonna, holding firm. Are you Jack, gonna, <laughs> Jack and I, they're holding firm. Were you going to yawn or burp or? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. <laughs> yawn, burp. We got some gifts. It's called a yerp. Yes. And um, Andyani. What is it? Andy, we can't remember if it's Andyoni <laughs> or Andyani. We, we, we like to call her what's her butt. Um, I did one time, but mm. we love her. It, we're, we could just say Andy because I think that's so cute. Andy that, is That's cute. my stripper name. Oh, that's right. Your stripper yeah. name is Andy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right. So she's like <laughs> l- the British love of our life. Mm-hmm. And she sent you. Yes. A birthday gift. Yes. Which and we did not open. Okay. No waiting. I want. I like to open presents. So yeah. I want to open it on my actual birthday. We did op- open the Kleenex. We though. opened the Kleenex. <laughs> um, John, we opened the Kleenex. Okay. So we opened the Kleenex and and fucking loving it. Yeah, because I mean, that was for me. And Brandy was so excited. She was like, oh, it's British Kleenex. Uh, yeah, and it was it's, very it exciting. Is special British Kleenexia because it's mm-hmm. like Kleenexia. balsam, Ooh. which means like um, a balm. Oh. Bal- I guess it means a balm. So oh. 
So they're balmy. I Kleenexia. used them. They're lovely. They're lovely. That should be the name of a sci-fi she show. She sent a picture of her horse named Harry. I mean, and you have a horse. That's crazy. Well, we know that and is has has rocking the, the rocking the, the stash has the quan. <laughs> And has the and has the Quan because she gave me the baller ass Obama book, which right. we know cost nine gazillion dollars uh-huh. and shipped that shit from fucking Great Britain. Right. Is it still called that ever? I wonder. <laughs> I don't know, Is it the UK? Is it G B? Is it Great Brit? Is it Britannia? I don't know. Um Harry is fucking adorbs and yes. we're gonna keep Harry in, in our drug den. Someday when we get to travel to the G B, we wanna come meet Harry. She I, said I haven't touched he lo- a horse in seventh grade when Jenny Martinson's oh. horse bit me. So I haven't touched a horse in seventh grade. Oh my god, I can totally ride horses. I can't believe a horse bit you. That's everyone's biggest fear when they get around a horse. With their Happened big to chom- me. With their big chompers. Yeah. Did it bite you on your finger? Bite me on my hand, yeah. <laughs> it bite me on my hand. <laughs> it bite me on my hand, Brandy. Hey, Brandy, it bite me on I can't go near horses now. I can't go near horses now. Bite me on my hand. It bite my hand. It bite my hand, it bite my hand Brandy. <laughs> it did. His uh, name was Captain something. I can't remember. Captain his, fucking asshole, He was a apparently. captain something. Well, I love this. She wrote on the back. She wrote, um, he looks like he looks like butter wouldn't melt, but he's the biggest arsehole on four legs. And that's why he's going in the drug den, because yeah. we love arseholes yeah. and we love him on four legs. Yeah. I love that you can have an asshole horse and still keep him and know that he, you know, I mean, Nacho's an asshole. Oh, no. Every animal, everyone in this, this structure is an asshole. <laughs> um, okay. So um, anyway, so and I want you to know that she is. Not going to open your gifts until her B day, which right. is coming up, and mm-hmm. then we'll have a big celebration on. And I was so happy someone sent wrapped mm. beautiful gifts because yes. I am not going to be wrapping <laughs> anything she gets. I'll be handing it over. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, and I'm sure my parents will. I feel like they already gave me a present. Oh, right, the jewelry box. My dad made me a jewelry box for all of my jewels. <laughs> That's right. Um, which I've probably given you the sum total of your jewels. <laughs> It's true, but I'm excited about the jewelry. If you're listening, Dad, thank you for the um, jewelry box. It is quite beautiful. He it's, is very talented. Yeah, he's my very dad talented. could could 100 million jewels going to go in there when they're here. <laughs> Mine. I'm going to be using that while I'm here. I've already put a, um, the earrings my mom gave me, um, and I put a, a bracelet uh, leather strap in there. <laughs> Just like a dikey, two pieces of dikey leather. Mm-hmm. All right, let's keep it moving. Okay, we got a gift from. Um, but we'll revisit yours, and okay. So we got a gift from Joey O'Shea McIntosh, not yes. to be confused or to be confused with Joey <laughs> McIntyre. Mm-hmm. Joey Mac, I mean, I love that already. That's a gift enough. The fact that Joey Mac is listening at all. He gave us super sweet card that says advice from a glacier, and then on the inside he said, "I hope you love this gay ass card." <laughs> um, so what did he give us, Mammy? I like he made paintings. Yeah, like, like li- pre- he actually made pa- painted paintings, and they're all it's a series of little paintings that, well, in my opinion, should all go together. Right. It's one a- says n- 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 nacho. One says sexo with what we think is a do- a church door. One says drugs. One silhouette of me and you, and one says DGP with tits. And um, the cat dumpling. Yes, and I'll put a picture of it on yeah, Patreon. Yeah, he was laying and nuzzling into the gifts. Joey, yes. you are oh, a Patreon member, so you will see Joey that during when we recorded the Patreon. Um, a dumpling was all in the gifts and in bracelets and anklets and it was all homemade and it was a sweet, beautiful, so sweet. Um, dumpling is um, still right very now. obsessed with the, we don't know what smell came from. We don't know if it's Joey Jizz, Joey Mac Jizz, <laughs> what, but dumplings got a feeling for these gifts and we really want to thank you. Thank you so, so much. 
Um, the card was so sweet to yes, Julie. Thank completely you so much. remembers meeting you. Mm-hmm. And I did want to say a sweet, funny, cute girl created a drinking game for the Patreon. Oh. Now, if y'all are not on the Patreon, where do they need to go? Meow, meow. They need to go www.patreon slash dumbgaypolitics www.patreon.com slash dumbgaypolitics. Oh, shouldn't have done that shot before. It's uh, a du- I know, God, we did a shot of whiskey. It was so good. Um, besides the fact we've been drinking champagne all day and it's Monday, um, even though you'll be hearing this on Tuesday. So here's how the drinking game goes. I'm reading it here just so y'all will go over there and join so you can play. If, if Julie says full man, you drink. <laughs> if, okay, wait, let me say who created this. Catherine, uh, Catherine Mertz, M-E-R-Z, one on okay. Twitter at Catherine Mertz or I don't even know if that I can't even tell what that says just it's Catherine thank you Catherine Julie says full man you drink once if Brandy says bugs you, you drink once if Nacho pisses off Brandy you drink twice if Julie bunks, bumps a mic drink twice if either of them reference drugs or alcohol drink once if Brandy says hi mom slash Pam or mentions her mom drink once if cousin Lee comes up drink five <laughs> drink five that okay. is good so then she said hope you girls approve with that emoji where the lady's like dink you know wow then lisa maxwell added on and said i love the rules i want to add every time brandy talks about the time what time are we at we're over time because i always check the <laughs> yeah, time which uh, and i've said that already one. okay um you drink every time brandy calls julie meow meow every time julie says <laughs> i can't weird. And whenever they say, are we recording? We're recording. Those are good. Isn't it so Those cute? are good. The drinking game really fucking got me. On That's Twitter. good. I was like, literally like little stars were like going out of my <laughs> eyes. I was like, that is so cute. I love it. I loved um, the James Brown thing. Oh, yeah. So also on Patreon, Marco Al- Alvarenga. Okay, okay, Marco. I like, I really like the name Marco. Mm-hmm. He s- left us a comment on Patreon and he said, Something about Julie's sneeze at 3917 <laughs> triggered me to think about James Brown, and I spent 10 minutes mixing them together. Okay? So then he puts a link to a SoundCloud thing. Okay? So hopefully the sound is right We play when we play it. <laughs> We're going to have to play it again so we can hear the sneeze again. I knew that I would not. Who knew you were sneezing? Bless too? you. <laughs> Bless you. I got <laughs> Again at the end. Marco, that oh is. Oh my God. Do we have the best? That's great. We have the best people that listen to the Patreon. Oh God, that is funny. The Woo. best. That is Marco, funny. Marco, fucking way to kill the game on that one. Killed the game. Thank I, you so much. That really made me laugh. I played it for Julie earlier and she fell <laughs> out. <laughs> fell out she was dying well we got through that in record time mm-hmm. okay well let's drink get, let's get to eye of the shit storm <laughs> take some shit put it up on the wall check it out for a while you take that shit up off of the wall put it down on the floor in a glass bowl you take some buck put it up on the wall where the shit used to be this was this was such a shitty fucking week there were shitstorms on the border, shitstorms with Trump's shady-ass fake charity, <laughs> Paul Manafort shitstorms, FBI report shitstorms. But before all those things, 
Way back last Tuesday, Trump went to Singapore and made history when he sat down with Kim Jong Un. <laughs> Un. Un. So there was a shit ton of buildup to this historic summit. And as we've mentioned on here before in the past, Republicans were dead set against any meeting with any dictators ever. They shamed Obama for saying during his campaign that he would meet with North Korea or Cuba or whoever. Mm. Yet here Republicans are romancing the light fucking fantastic. <laughs> mm-hmm. They really think their shit don't stink. And so does Trump. Oh, after the meeting was over, he tweeted, just landed a long trip, but everybody can now feel much safer than the day I took office. There is no longer a nuclear threat from North Korea. Meeting with Kim Jong-un was an interesting and very positive experience. North Korea has great potential for the future. Huh. Well, everything's fine now. Everything's fine. North Korea is completely going to be cool now. I mean, and they've got, hey, it's such a positive experience. So then he does an interview and he says, quote, we got along very well. We had good chemistry. I don't know if that's supposed to be popular or politically correct to say, but we really did. We had good chemistry. And then he tries to make a joke that was about as funny as Roseanne dressed as Hitler pulling (laughs) Jewish cookies out of an oven. And he said, when Kim Jong-un speaks, his people sit up at attention. I want my people to do the same. Oh, like, har, har. We know you want to be a dictator, you tool. I mean, it's crazy when he speaks. You know, when a cult leader speaks, people just stand up to attention. They just get up. Oh, well, it's when great. You, when you'll get killed if you don't. Exactly. You oh, my God. I mean, the shit gets so deep with North Korea, too. I watched something where the guy explained, like, how the different... Fa- you're, you're born... It's like, um, not only is just everyone, obviously, as we know, like... Completely fucking culticized and in you know and can confinement brainwash brain, brain, yeah, brain mind control. But each there's different levels of your. It's like there's different. Um, what do they have in India? Um, castes. Yeah, there's different castes of the families that you're born into, and then they use your your the level of which you're at from what the family of which you're born to and the le- how many levels away that you are from the dick the great dear leader and then. Of course, if you're in the military and there's all this different shit, but then if like something happens and if you fuck up, like they come after your family. I mean, it's just like it's literal insanity. Yeah. Crime, cult. It's like a mafia cult leader. Is, it's disgusting. I mean, and I don't like you keep saying cult and I don't really like it because cult, okay. because cults are kind of like, even though they're obviously hideous and you are mind controlled, you think going into it that it's voluntarily. Well, some first. people are born into it like Scientology. OK, well. But let's there say can, it's that, you know, th- these people have are forced to do this. Yes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's not really something they joined. It's like that's true. They're they born into it. Yeah. Um, it's awful. And he, Trump and it's like nothing happened. Nothing. You took a nothing. picture. Yeah. OK. Yeah. And then he, you know, he went and said he was going to stop the war games. And he immediately right. was like, we're going to stop, you know, testing and doing our shit on, in South Korea. And every single military person all the way probably up to general mad dog mattis was like we're not stopping yeah, doing yeah, that what is yeah, he talking about yeah. and they didn't stop doing anything right of course they're like we don't know what he's even talking he said about. he's talented he's a talented guy he uh oh i mean who couldn't be talented at 26 i mean he took over as leader i mean it takes a lot to be able to take over from your family brainwashing father to then i mean then you continue brainwashing like what are you fucking talking about it is the craziest i thought i thought it was the craziest thing i had heard obviously until oh. the rest of the shit from this week and everything else that's going on but i cannot believe he sta- sa- 
does he just I don't know if he just doesn't understand. I don't know if he just doesn't care. I don't know if it, that Trump sees people from other countries as like beneath yeah. him or like he, in that weird he, he race. He lacks empathy. Like he, he's, yeah. he's incapable of like yeah. humanizing the situation. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, he can humanize him once he meets him. Right. But then after that, he's not understanding like. What genocide people, yeah. he doesn't understand murder he doesn't understand f- famine or or starving people torture, torture. he doesn't yeah. understand any of it none of it it's insane if he did we wouldn't be in this you know fucking predicament that we're in right now with with the whole border situation so right we just wanted to give you guys that i mean we don't just really an update have, yeah it's be, just an update well we're not gonna not talk about i mean it was history that will be in history books yes no matter what happens here on out with trump or North Korea, that was history, and um, right. we couldn't talk about it last week because it happened, of course, on Tuesday. And it is a bummer because Kim Jong-un, if you do just look at him, he does look like a roly-poly little fat, cute baby. He's definitely getting a lot cuter, and he's... he's As we've said before. Yeah, he's getting a lot... He doesn't look evil. his look. He doesn't look evil. He doesn't. Um, now, he looks certainly less evil now. At first, I thought he did look evil, but yeah. now he doesn't. Okay, now it's time to tell the kids about something they may not have heard about, but is super fucking tragic. (laughs) This is the part of the show where we tell you about things in the news that you may have missed, but they're too tragic for us to ignore. Okay, so this shit is so fucking tragic, and the fact that it isn't all over the news is so fucking tragic, but whatever. <laughs> I guess the news doesn't think it's important that Bayer and Monsanto are merging. And you know what else is tragic? Bayer is a German <gasps> company. No! Yes. We aren't all like that. We aren't all like that. That was a long time ago. <laughs> that was my grandparents. I'm not like that. I love Jews now. So, show it's me your a, papers. It's a $66 billion deal. The European Union already approved it. It will create the world's biggest pesticide oh and seed God. monopoly. Wow. Okay? The hookup will confine confine 61% of global seeds and pesticide production in the hands of just three mega corporations. Okay? That's like Dow and DuPont because they Ew. merged and ChemChina Ugh. and Sagenta and now, which I guess, and now Bayer Monsanto. So literally they will control like... Um, where, when, and by whom food is produced across the world. That's fucked up. Three or like four corporations, mega corporations. Why is it that farmers or people can't just create, where do they get seeds from? Um, they, that's, that's just a whole other ball of wax. But as for those of you guys that don't know, what I think is that Monsanto is, who's in charge of genetically modifying food. So the thing with Monsanto is that they created the pesticide called Roundup. Okay. For farmers, and you you could use it in your house and stuff too, but um, farmers would use it as a pesticide for the foods. Right. So basically, whenever you eat organic, you're basically saying you want to eat food, vegetables and shit that's been grown that hasn't been sprayed with pesticide. Well, the thing with Roundup was that they then went got in the business of genetically modifying food so that it could withstand being sprayed with a dick ton of Roundup and still grow. So they pretended they got it passed through Congress by saying that they were going to genetically modify corn so that they could feed, um, you know, uh, starving nations, which they never did. They never did. All they did was feed all cows with it. So they feed cows genetically modified corn. If you don't know, cows aren't even supposed to eat corn. They feed farm raised salmon genetically modified corn. I'm pretty sure we know 
salmon's not supposed to eat corn. Mm-hmm. And the and like I said, they they go in, they genetically modify it so that it can withstand being doused with Roundup. If a if a farmer's like crop, if the like if a wind blows their crop like onto another farm, and that seed, that genetically modified seed, then goes onto that farm, then they can they can sue that that other farmer and put them out of business. They don't want wow. anyone to have anything but Monsanto seeds and and then they create the roundup so they get the money so they're selling the pesticide too. That is so fucking crazy. So now so many people are woke to GMO mm-hmm. and this whole shit that I believe that part of the reason for the merger was also to to rebrand so that people don't understand that. Right. So to get rid of the Monsanto name. Right. So it'll just be bare and they won't Pro- even know. Probably. But it's just like organic like farmers and the people who create like organic farming supplies like whether that be like you know um pesticides that aren't mm-hmm. you know chemicals and whatever mm-hmm. those people are not going to be able to compete at all like right. it's actually like straight up code red as far as um they've got to be going to be doing some weird shit too where they say stuff is organic and it's not going to be and it's just going to be bullshit and yeah it's gonna be lies yeah. and then they're going to create something to make the fact that they create a pesticide in order to grow food that withstands the pesticide which create food that withstands the pesticide right which means then they just create more i mean they're making a they're literally creating a a cycle of like life and death that is fucked up yeah and it there's and if you don't think that's why there's so many autoimmune <laughs> babies are born so many autoimmune disorders right yeah. now and more than ever and yeah. it has a lot to do with that like this right. food is you know it's it's not natural and, and eating that much pesticide isn't natural right. it's I mean, all you know toxic I mean? yeah it's like we're eating yep. chemicals you know what i mean yep. and it's yep. and when people are eating that while they're pregnant it's like your baby comes out already toxic you know it's just whatever i mean but one thing i am glad about is besides the fact that i always love to say i don't have kids i don't have to worry about this shit is that now i guess europe we now know because every time we know when we go to europe we're always like they don't have to deal with monsanto and you know but apparently they do because bears germany yeah they're gonna the european union approved it and it's gonna be it's gonna be all gmos and bullshit and fucking in europe too that could be like one of the most tragic things i've heard this year and i'm not that's very tragic like just that's beyond this we're i'm glad you know what i gotta tell you something we were born at the perfect time perfect because we got to have it was we got like the 80s we got the 90s we got like (laughs) some good shit good movies we had good food we had good times (laughs) yeah you know what I mean? Yeah. We had like we tried it all, we did it all, and we are gonna die before it gets where our skin's coming off. And we're Anthony and Bourdaining it, honey. T- yeah, I At mean, same age he did it too. I don't need, I don't need to be. I'm not interested in a very in a violent end. No, but um, I'm certainly glad that um, yeah, that I don't have kids to watch them. Um, get toxic cancer from the inside and also have their face fall off yeah, and not the world blow up and be in a war and have earthquakes and everything fall apart. Uh, okay. <sighs> now it's time for skew. <laughs> Leave them 
All right. Now it's time for Brandy and I to ride our tiny bicicletta to skier. This is our segment called Time for Skiu, where a live person teaches us something. And today we are talking to our professor for the day, Greg Garino Jr. I love Junior. I know, a jun- I love a <laughs> Junior. Of a second. Yeah. Of, of the yeah, second. Greg Garino the second. The Junior. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Greg is one of our 14 listeners, and he's also a member of our Patreon, Franily. That's right. So we fucking love Greg. Yeah, Greg is a straight-up boo, and more importantly, he's an immigration lawyer in Houston, Texas. With all due to the rest of our listeners, I'm always surprised when professional people listen to this shit. It's like kind of weird. It's surprising when I meet married straight couples who also listen. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's weird, and it's amazing. So Greg left a comment on our Patreon page in regards to the shit show that's happening all along the southern border. If you're one of the lucky ones that's managed to avoid hearing this awful, awful news, this is the deal in a nutshell. Last week, Trump and his attorney general, Jeff Sessions, exacted a zero-tolerance policy on people illegally crossing the border. Due to this policy, anyone who crosses the border with a child is then separated from that child so that because the, the person is seen as breaking the law, and that person can be detained. So right now, there are almost 11,000 children being held in detention Mm. centers. And if the policy continues, Mm -hmm, there's going to be as many as 30,000 kids by the end of the summer. That's obviously utterly fucking appalling and incomprehensible. And we basically got an expert to break it all down. Mm -hmm, We sure did. (laughs) So without further motherfucking ado, let's welcome our professor for the day, Greg Garino Jr. Hi, Greg. Hey, guys. How are y'all? We're good. Ooh, look, you have fanfare going That's on right. in the background. That's right. We're good. Thank you so much for coming on. We're going to start by reading. Julie's going to read your um, the the post that you did on our Patreon page. Yeah. Because that's just where we're going to start from. This is how we, we knew you were yes. in the in the profess. Uh, okay, great. Greg wrote, I'm an attorney for a big nonprofit and we represent immigrant children in detention. My team of attorneys is on the front lines with these kids in the Houston shelters. It is absolutely inhumane. Most are under six years old and are inconsolable, constantly crying for their parents. We can't even get basic information from them. They do not know where their parents are even located, which could be in any detention center in the U.S. They are deporting the parents without even being able to notify their children who are still stuck in the shelter because kids cannot receive expedited removal it is absolutely unconstitutional and a human rights violation there is no law quote on the books that says to do this as sarah huckabee sanders claims they are the ones using loopholes i mean i I, my first question is have have you seen that picture it's like a woman it's like basically she's from the waist down it looks like she's kind of like up against a cop car and then her little two-year-old is it's like a two-year-old little girl standing oh, next the, to her. The big one, the viral one yeah. with kids with, crying. With the, yeah, with the pink shoes. Yes. So what is the, where does the process, do you know, Greg, like at that point, what's going to happen to that woman? She's going to be taken somewhere and the kid's going to be taken somewhere else? Right. So what happens is if they get picked up, typically they either get picked up at the border or even at a port of entry at the border. And so then um, they'll get picked up together, the mother and the child. And they get put in what are called, um, what the immigrant community calls hileras because they, they're so freezing, it's like an icebox almost. Mm. Um, and so they're stuck in there. And I don't know if you've seen lately the cages that they've been putting the children in and all yeah. the immigrants in. Um, so they put them in there and they're with their parent at that time. And then what we've heard from the kids is that they'll just, or the, even the parents as well, they just come in the government just comes in and just announces one of their names and then just takes the child oh my God. from them so 
Okay, just not to even be even more basic. So at the at the port of entry or at a at any border, these people are what they're like. They they're literally crossing as if they've ran from you know they were in a truck they were in what a boat they were in a truck they walked there they were obviously they don't have visas they don't have any do they have passport like what what are, where are they coming from and what are they how did they arrive there? So the majority of them come from Guatemala, El Salvador, and Honduras, and um, they either come by foot, by boat, or by train, or sometimes all three, um, and they cross the countries to get to the border and most of them it, they're presenting themselves to the to the border seeking asylum mm, which, right. and which, that's where right. that's where sessions and you know the trump administration is trying to say they're using these loopholes well it's not a loophole they we were allowed as refugees to present yourself seeking asylum that's what you know that's what the protocol and refugee states and that's what every other country in the in the globe states as right. well. So basically, um, so just so that we are un- understand people come here and rather than that, they're not hiding, they're not criminals. They've come from somewhere where they're being, if you're seeking asylum, that means that a, you're in a you're, dangerous situation. You're in a dangerous situation. So you come to like the border and you say, hello, I'm seeking uh-huh. asylum or whatever. Right. And right, then you exactly. hope that they go, okay, let's process you in a normal manner. But what's happening here is, oh, okay, let's put you in a cage and then we're going to take you and put you back to the place where you're being raped every day. Right. So, you, yeah, you seek asylum. That's basi- That basically means that you are being persecuted against or you have a well-founded fear of being cur- persecuted against on account of five different things like your race, religion, or your nationality, or your political opinion, or you're a member of a social group, um, mm. and like being gay, right? No, right, oh, exactly, okay. exactly. That definitely is one. And so, what are you hearing from a lot of these people that they are seeking asylum from? Well, a lot of so we have the the contract in Houston to go to every single shelter. There's eight shelters here, mm. and typically they're unaccompanied children, and so they have come here alone. They're seeking asylum on their own. They know their own stories. Mm. Um, they've gone through like extreme trauma to get here, but at least they know why they're here and they know their own story. Right. And with this family separation, what's happening is they're ripping the kids from the family and then putting them into these shelters, calling them unaccompanied minors, even though they're really not because they came with their parents. Oh. And so mm-hmm. um, it's our job to go through and give each and every child a know your rights presentation and also um, a legal screening. And the problem is these kids are all under six years old. I mean, they're extremely traumatized. They're extremely upset, screaming for their mother. They have they have no, like, usually if a kid is suffering through trauma and has, had, has a hard time opening up, you give them, like, a stuffed animal or some kind of toy to hold. Um, and these kids are just screaming for their parents and they don't even know why they came. And do so you, it's hard do to you, even get information. Do you them. speak Spanish? Yes, I do. So, and um, I mean, uh, the majority of them, I mean, do any of them speak English? Uh, most every single person does not speak English. And then there's also uh, a lot of people from Guatemala that speak different um, oh. dialects of different native languages. Okay, so there's a, I guess they're, According to what the Trump administration is saying or, you know, there was what is the what is the actual law that exists right now for an an, an like an unaccompanied minor that like a say a 16 year old that comes across the border seeking asylum? Like what would then happen to the 16 year old that came alone? Right. So the 16 year old would then um, 
gets put into custody of DHS, so that's the little Hilera things, right, for like three days. And then it's required for them to be put into these shelters that I'm talking about. Okay. And so they're not they're not getting put in the, the ICE detention centers. Right. Whereas a normal adult would be put in the ICE detention centers. They're put in these shelters. Um, there's something called the Flores Settlement Agreement that um, – talks about the requirements for the detention, release, and treatment of juveniles. Okay. Um, so they're put in there, and then people like nonprofits like us or other um, private attorneys can come in, and we can represent them in their removal proceedings. So even though they're put in a shelter, uh, their removal proceedings are started, right? So they're getting, they're placed in right. proceedings to be deported. And then... Um, they can, the government actually tries to reunify them with a parent or a family friend that's already here. It's just one of the rights as a child, as an unaccompanied child that you get. You get to be released from, from an ORR, uh, the Office of Refugee Resettlement Custody. Um, and they, the government originally was trying to strip people of this status because they don't want to release them out and they are trying to even say that the parents are smuggling them in because they're paying for the children to come here. Um, but the problem with this family separation is so like my nonprofit is used to doing that, right? Getting the children really or helping the release children and helping the people that are staying in the shelters. And so we can represent them in their immigration proceedings, whether they're in the shelter or released. But the problem is with these, kids that are being separated they're treating them differently and they're not filing um the charges against them to start their immigration proceedings and then they also probably have nowhere to go because their parent that they came with is in stuck mm-hmm. in a detention center somewhere else right well, yeah, so they're probably going to get thrown into the right right so they'll probably get thrown into the long-term foster care system um you know and i, I don't care what side of the aisle you're on like doing this cruel and inhumane like extremely harmful thing to these kids who are already traumatized i mean it's just terrible and especially you know the republicans if they're such a party of of family values i can't believe that they would think that you know stripping a child away from their mother is somehow promoting family values so according to the trump administration the so the 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 rule of the law about unaccompanied minors already existed which means that they would go into these shelters then that's why those shelters are there and then i guess there's another law that came from some kind of litigation which i was hoping you knew which is the reason that kids can't be detained with parents or with adults, right? Is yeah, that, was that a rape case? Talked about it's the Flores, it's the Flores settlement agreement. So that was done in 1997, and the the administration is trying to say that's the loophole, but you know, under Obama, they either did um, family detention centers, which I'm not saying that's the best idea either, but at least he, you know, kept them together. Yeah, so he would put. Um, he would put the the mothers and the children together in a detention center and then because a lot of times their cases have a lot to do with each other as well you know right. so right. an attorney can represent them because their claims are the same so because um, it did happen obama i guess in 2014 a bunch of it was like a, a bunch of people sort of like fled from i guess honduras and so he, he did he are you saying he didn't separate do you know what happened in 2014 or were you still in law school yes no no he so he what he did is he made um 
three extra family detention centers. There was ones in, there's two in Texas and then one in Pennsylvania. And um, so he kept the families together. He didn't separate them. Uh, and when we say families, typically that's a mom and their children. So typically right. before any of this, no the one dad. needs a dad raping through the kids. <laughs> no one needs that. Right. So so the dad would get taken to actual ICE detention raping center, through. but then they would have the mothers and the children, and they were what were called adults with children. And so they were kind of separated from the UACs that we're talking about. And so, I mean, it's a whole different type of, of case, really. Obama also, you know, he in 2014 in November, he made certain priorities of trying to figure out, like, who should be deported? I mean, he actually deported a lot of people, but he also did a lot of good, right? So he, right. I well, mean, some he, people could get deported. Had, well, yeah, yeah, no, it's fine. Yeah, right. right. I mean, like, if you rape my mom or something, of course I want you out of here. <laughs> like, I'm not going to sit there and say that he's allowed to stay here, right? Yeah. Right. So, I mean, the priorities were gang members, people convicted of felonies or aggravated felonies, and uh, people involved with terrorist activity. And so then um, he also tried to get like lower on the priority list would be like you know a, a mother who has four u.s citizen children but she's not documented and you know she's fine she's probably working raising the kids you know and obama didn't want to have to deal with those type of people right yeah right that makes sense and well right. actually that and person then, should be given citizenship right, <laughs> how about well, that <laughs> um that's a thought um, okay, so well, Julie has a question about, ask them the, the, about the privatizing of the centers. Oh, yeah. Well, I had read that um, these centers are owned by private, like, defense contracting companies or other kinds of companies. So they're given a contract from the government, so they're actually making money. Is this like, a, yes. is there like a Halliburton yes. thing going on here? People are making money I mean, off that, these ghetto definitely, ass. Yeah, they're making money because they're privatized. And so, mm. you know, Congress doesn't. Some people in Congress, it's probably they're probably privatized by these, you know, big corporations or whatever, and they don't want to deal with trying to get rid of them either because they don't want to lose the money from them. You know, they built these huge things and they're making money from them. Ugh, that's so gross. I hope Walmart's not getting any money for that one that's in the Walmart. That's like <laughs> right. super gross. So what? How do they? Well, yeah. I want to know how they are. They even trying to, or is the point that the that you're finding that they're not even trying to d- determine who's really seeking asylum and who's just popping over or whatever or you know what i mean like how are they even right and that's the thing they're not even they're just blatantly doing away with the fact that you're allowed to seek asylum right so everyone is some of them you'll read you'll read like the trump administration or the republicans will say oh it's people doing these like loophole things Uh, but it's actually the people that are there's bazillions of cases where these separations of families are happening to people that are availing themselves to the government at the port of entry. Right. What are the loopholes? I want to know when they say loopholes, they use a lot of rhetoric and they go, well, the Democrats, they could just come to the table and get it. We could get it done. Let's just get it done. So they think that that Flores settlement agreement, which talks about the detention and release and treatment of, of juveniles and how long you can keep a child in a detention center um, how you have to treat them with medical care in school and stuff. They think that there's a part of that agreement uh-huh. that per- that permits detaining families if separately. You, if you took, but it does not. If you took the, could you? Is there a a, a or your firm or whatever? Is there a? Could you take the government to court and be like, 
yeah, what you're doing is illegal? Or do you find that it's actually legal? Like, is it all interpretation? I mean, it, it can be interpretation, but I mean, in my opinion, it definitely is illegal. And so, like, right now, the ACLU actually has a case in California um, where the U.S. District Judge Dana Sabarell, like, the government tried to throw out this case and try to get it dismissed. And it's, it's specifically a case regarding the family separation. Mm-hmm. And um, that judge was like, no, this is definitely, like, brutal and offensive and does not control comport with traditional notions of fair play and, and justice. And so, um, you know, that lawsuit is going to continue to go forward mm. from the if ACLU. Somebody, if so, so hopefully it works out. If somebody came and was seeking asylum and they were given it, how long, what does asylum mean? And, and how long would they stay like, you know, in the holding cell and like how long, like even with the, the situation now, what is the end game? Deporting these people, putting them back across the border? What? How long are they all going to be in there? Right. So the, the adults and children are different. So the adults, if you're in the detention center, they try to kind of expedite your case and you try to get in front of a judge. Um, and first, they will see if you have a cre- they'll do a credible fear interview and see if you actually have some sort of basis for asylum. And then you'll go on in front of an immigration judge and you can um, do your asylum case there. Uh, if it's a child, an unaccompanied alien child, they have kind of like two bites at the apple. They can go There's in front alien of- children in the <laughs> cool. What? Um, which, that's not the great you know term, but that's what the government calls them. Right, but, no, no, no. Um, Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> and uh, so they can go in front of the asylum office, which is a little less adversarial, and they can try to get asylum there. And if that doesn't work, they get referred to an immigration judge, and then they can have another chance in the immigration judge. That there's an issue with the backlog in the courts. So I'm a sure. lot of these kids, I mean, I have I have tons of kids whose asylum merits hearings aren't until like 2021 and 2022. Oh, oh my God. So where are they supposed to live for four years? Yeah, I know. Well, they either live, you know, in, in foster care or with a, someone who they're released to. Ugh. And I think Sessions and Trump are really upset because if you about the asylum part, because if you have an asylum case pending for longer than like 150 days, you can get a work permit while you're doing that. Mm, And so I think they're really upset that these people are, you know, taking jobs. um, And so they can be working here while they, you know, try and win asylum. What is, I mean, are they, are the, are those centers dangerous? Do you know if, like, a lot of crime goes on there, like, amongst, like, would say, teenage boys or even with the adults? Um, I mean, they, they're they pretty strictly run. Uh, so they try to obviously, you know, don't have that going on. But, I mean, I've heard of a few times when things have gone on. But, you know, it's the government who runs them. So who knows if there's stuff that goes on that they just don't report. There's definitely stuff that goes on. Where are the girls? Where are the girls? We keep seeing on the news. They won't show girls. Yeah. They won't show babies. They don't know where the girls are. Are oh, they all I, hooking? I mean, we don't even, so this is all happening in real time. Like, we're all, this is just a shit show everywhere. <laughs> and so, the, I mean, we were told that there's going to be a new shelter in Houston where there's just girls 
and vulnerable, tender age children, as they say, like 12 <laughs> tender, and under. Tender and girls then, um, and tender children. Yeah, pregnant women. And so, oh, right. um, you know, people have already started to protest around around here in Houston. But What can people do before, you know, we let you go? Is there anything that people around the Houston area, I mean, we live in a, you know, obviously a border state and area, mm-hmm. to help, I mean, it, is there a, you know... I guess we, we're not having the problems here because Honduras and the, I don't know why, the port of entry, I guess, isn't near. I guess San Diego is having problems. It's got to right? have to trickle out, though, because if there's 30,000 yeah, no, kids and there's no room, yeah. they're going to all be right. spread around so the country. Even if you, already, most yeah. of the children have crossed, like, at the Texas border, but they're then in New they Jersey fly already. them everywhere. Right. Yeah. Okay. Right. So, um, well, what can people do? Like, I mean, you know, if, if like, I don't know, I think in my head I have some weird, like, fantasy where it's like, if I was, you know, scared of a gang in Honduras and I brought my, you know, child here, I would at least be happy even if I ended up in L.A. and I didn't even know where the hell my kid was. I would hope that up in somebody would be there to foster my kid and I would be happy that my kid wasn't at least in danger from the gang. Is there a way to, like, volunteer to foster children or what can people do to help, if anything? I mean, you're a nonprofit. You guys are obviously helping. Right. So there are, uh, you know, long-term foster care facilities that are trying to help. Um, most of them are looking for donations. Uh, one basic thing that everyone can do is call their congressman. And um, y'all Senator Diane Feinstein actually has a Keep Family Together Act. And so I would urge everyone to call their congressman and tell them to support the Keep Families Together Act. Diane's um, running on that, honey. We see yeah, that commercial every yeah, day over yeah, here. Yeah. Maybe yeah, yeah, own. and then um, <laughs> you know you can find a nonprofit around your area. Some, of, most of them are you know faith based, I guess, but there's also many different other ones. There's some national ones are Kids in Need of Defense, Catholic Charities. It's um, neat that it's faith that, that Jesus yeah. likes immigrants, even though Jeff Sessions is using Jesus That's to right. yeah. justify the whole thing and keeping yeah, families yeah. apart. Very yeah, biblical. standards being like, well, frankly, it's a you know, it's okay to <laughs> yeah to abide by the law and the Bible. Yeah, right. it's ridiculous. Um, so you can do you can donate there. Um, those are all people who divide, provide direct legal services um, to the children. Um, you can also, if you're an attorney, you can volunteer. Every single big major city. You're the only has- attorney that listens here. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> I mean, but that somebody might know that their dad might I be an know. attorney. I feel like all my, every single, you know, group of gays has about 10 attorneys. Oh, that's, that's true. That's true. That's, that's true. true. Yeah. That's true. That is a good thing to do. Yeah. I mean, it's pro bono. I know that law term. It's right. Pro yeah. Bono. You can you just volunteer pro volunteer. bono and yeah. all the organizations can teach you how to do it. Um, well, we hope yeah, that some then, of those pro bono people go and do the bigger. I want to see some Aaron Brockovich type shit on this. Greg, I mean, not right. to get too personal, but uh, what do you what, would you like to see open borders? I mean, ultimately, what should we be wanting here when we want reform? Well, Democrats. Want I mean, I no think borders. it definitely needs to be reformed, but I think it needs to be reformed in a lawful manner. And I don't think that what the current administration is doing by releasing these policy memos, these executive orders, and going around what a normal, you know, the normal legal process would be to, 
you know, get re- regulations passed by notice and comment and get the the, uh, the House and the Senate to pass things that they can come together and figure out. You know, I mean, I don't... The problem is it, there's an issue with the, the 11 million people or whoever that are already here, right? And then there's the issue with trying to stop the people coming. But you have to do it in a lawful manner. And right now the Republicans are not... No. ...whatsoever, in my opinion, doing that, like, at all. Well, and Greg, you're you're a sweet angel, and yeah. I thank <laughs> you, thank you for doing the pro bono work. No, yeah. you, or is this your job? He gets paid. Oh well, good. I for get you. paid, but it's pro bono services to the children. I get paid by the federal government, although I think Trump's about to <laughs> cut your shit off. Probably. Well, you better yeah. continue with the Patreon, Greg. I don't care if you lose your fucking job. Um, okay, so tell um, tell our other thirteen listeners because you're here on the phone um, where they can find you on your social medias, just in case they ever need to sue someone or if they get put in a detention center in Houston, in the Houston area. Sure. Uh, if you want any type of more immigration information, you can find me on Facebook, uh, Greg G R E G Garino G U A R I N O Junior J R period. Good. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for doing that work and for informing us. And let's remember, keep families together. And we'll put a yep. little list of the the um, nonprofits that you told us about on um, on the Patreon, I guess. Yeah. Or just on Instagram or whatever. Awesome. I'm so grateful to talk to you all about you guys. It's really awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for calling in. And good luck with everything. And if you have any updates, let us know. Okay. Thanks so much. Love okay, you, Greg. You. See you on the okay. Patreon. Okay. Bye. Bye. Okay, now it's time to celebrate Sarah. What a night, what a city. Girl, your show is looking pretty. Trying to catch a cool one. Checking for a little fun. Sarah, oh, Sarah, honey, is that you? Okay, so this is the part of the show where we take time. To celebrate the White House press secretary, Sarah Huckabee Sanders. We've only done this segment one other time, but the way things are going, this might be the last time because the bitch is at her wits, motherfucking, and girl. Oh, girl. She has worries, girl. She has worries, worries. girl. She has worries, girl. (laughs) She has major worries, girl. So the first day that the shit hit the fan with the kids at the border, reporters went in at the White House press briefing and she cracked. There's only so much she can take before she turns into super cunt mom screaming at someone else's kid on the playground. And it happened. And it wasn't pretty. Okay. And it wasn't fun. And not long afterward, Donald Trump implied she would probably be quitting soon. And I'm pretty sure it's quitting time. So let's play the clip. And then we'll check in with Sarah afterward and see if we can get any answers. Come on, Sarah, you're a parent. Don't you have any empathy for what these people are going through? They have less than Brian, you do. Guys, Sarah, come on, settle down. Seriously. I'm trying to be serious, but I'm not going to have you, you yell out a turn. Jill, please call. It's a law, and, and they have, th- these people have nothing. They hey, Brian, I know you want to get some more TV it's time, but that's that. not what it's this not is about. about I want to recognize you. Question, Go ahead, Sarah. Jill. Honestly, answer the question. It's a serious question. These people have nothing. They come to the border with nothing, and you throw children in cages. You're a parent. You're a parent of young children. Don't you have any empathy for what they go through? Jill, go ahead. (laughs) And then there's this gem. 
children away from their mothers. Uh, I'm not aware of the Attorney General's comments or uh, what he would be referencing. Uh, I can say that uh, it is very biblical to enforce the law. Uh, that is actually repeated a number of times throughout the Bible. However, this uh, hold on, Jim, if you'll let me finish. Uh, again, I'm not going to comment on the attorney's specific comments that I haven't seen. That's not what I said, and I, I know it's hard for you to understand. Um, even short sentences, I guess, but and please don't take my words out of context. But the separation of illegal fam alien families is the product of the same legal loopholes that Democrats refuse to close. And these laws are the same that have been on the books for over a decade. And the president is simply enforcing them. Policy to take children away from their parents. Uh, can it's you imagine a moral the policy that to these follow and enforce the law. When they come across the border, Jim. they're with their parents, and then suddenly they're pulled away from their parents. Why is the government doing this? Because it's the law, and that's what the law states. And the law. You guys don't have to do that. It's, it's, it's you're right. Policy. It doesn't have to be the law. And the president has actually called on Democrats in Congress to fix those loopholes. The Democrats have failed to come to the table, failed to help this president close these loopholes and fix this problem. We don't want this to be a problem. The president has tried to address it a number of occasions. We've laid out a proposal and Democrats simply refuse to do their job and fix the problem. Yep, that's right. That's it. Now, do you hate these reporters? Next. <laughs> Hang up. I hate them. I hate them all. I hate them all. I hate them all. They um they 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 brow at me. They yell at me. They try and like be cute. They try and be smart. Oh, and I'm just not having it. Okay, next. How do you feel about the border situation yourself? Uh, I'm here to talk about the administration and what they think. How I feel it doesn't matter because how I feel is my own feelings. Oh. But what? Uh, Do you the, feel bad because you're a mother? Oh, uh, what I feel is that the law has told us how to feel. Okay, that this administration is Biden by the law, and if Democrats would get to the table and cross the aisle and get through the aisle, oh, uh, <laughs> and talk to other people and maybe to look at the Bible, maybe people could get their job done, and oh, uh, maybe some um, immigration reform could come to the table. Okay, one last question: Are you going to quit soon? Uh, there is no, uh, staff changes, uh, that the administration would like to say, uh, right now. Um, you know, have I looked at working anywhere else <laughs> on the planet? I might, may, I might have, I might have, I may have. Uh, I am looking into, uh, working at, uh, uh, in a basement, uh, with no TVs, no radio, no nothing. Uh, I'm also looking to drop my kids off at that detention center in Texas. Okay, now it's time for So There's That. Okay, this is the part of the show where I give Julie the task of finding one positive thing that's happening in spite of or because of the current administration. She hates doing it, and slowly over time, they're evolving into Judge Julie doing so there's that. But we'll take it however we can get it. Okay, Meow Meow, what is your so there's that for this week? You want to talk about Judge Julie doing it. That's right. Well, this week... Thank you, Brandy. Um, (laughs) This week is by far... By far, of the, of the whole time that we've been doing the podcast, this was the hardest week 
to um, find us. So there's that. And I don't know what's going to happen week to week now. I don't. Okay. As long as kids and parents are being arrested and separated like they're in fucking Auschwitz. Because you know what I have zero tolerance for is the stupid fucking stupid zero tolerance immigration policy. Okay. That's what I have zero tolerance for is zero tolerance because nothing in life you have zero tolerance for. And that is the truth. And I don't care who or what friend of ours disagrees or doesn't agree. I'm not saying any names. But I'm telling my opinion now, okay? We're not and do not represent the views of other people, whether or not they've been a guest on this show. And I also want to say there's an art to listening. And I can definitely say across the board, from the top down to the bottom of the barrel like us, there's a lack of listening. And if you want to send your cunty, passive-aggressive, backstabbing, shit-stirring messages, just remember, we don't need your notes, babe. Okay? We do not need your fucking we notes. We don't need your notes. And all you're doing is poking a hornet's nest, and you will not get through to me. You will not get through to me! If you want to have a conversation or ask me a question, come correct. I'm happy to do it. But you will get nothing but cunt meow meow if you don't come correct. <laughs> so there's that. Just kidding. <laughs> there's more. Okay, there's more. Okay. I am horrified, embarrassed, and ashamed to be in a situation where I feel fully and utterly powerless. Of any issue and of anything we've discussed, lived through, or watched, I have to say this is by far the most grotesque, disgusting, shameful, and inhumane. No, no, no. Wait, I will say... Okay, not since driving through the heartland and being so fucking depressed by seeing what factory farming looks like. I am at a loss. I'm sorry. At least for one week, it would not be, in my opinion, right or respectful to shine a light on anything, except for the fact that there's prison camps all over this country filled with children and their parents seeking asylum who are being held or sent back to their respective countries. Apparently, they're all criminals. I mean, that one-year-old baby, like, guilty, bitch. Guilty. Okay? Get in prison. Go back to your country. The fact that people seeking asylum in the administration and law enforcement can't separate criminals from people who are trying to just stay alive or people trying to leave their shitty fucking country where they're being abused or can't find food or just can't stand being raped another day longer. A crime. More of a crime than actual raping here. American rape is less rape than I guess getting it from the country you live in and then trying to come here. Or more of a crime than money laundering or using your charity as a fake mm -hmm, way to... That's right. That is correct. That is right. Now that is the crime. Those aren't crimes. No, no, no. There's certainly not zero tolerance for rape in America or stealing people's money or money laundering or continually lying when you're the president of the United fucking states or the dictator of a country who repeatedly repeatedly (laughs) starves millions of people that person is talented that person is a nice person however if a baby from Mexico tries to come over now that's a bad hombre go fuck yourself okay the hypocrisy is beyond the pale and the lying is so blatant that there isn't one law enforcement officer who can do anything about it their hands are tied there's a group of officers however arresting children and finding rationale and pride in literally ripping families apart i'm sorry i'm sorry to pile on however if you ask a nazi now 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 ask a nazi now they would just tell you they're doing what they were told. I was just doing what I was told. I didn't mean to do it. We are not like that. No. That's like we're kind of coming full circle between Bayer and now this. That's right. <laughs> They're just following orders. All of these people, the entire administration, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, Jeff Sessions, and every fucking law enforcement ICE person, uh, Border Patrol person, every one of them, every single one who is upholding this law, you are the criminal. You, you are a weak-minded follower loser and i honestly i don't feel like this country deserves a so there's that right now i will however say that in all of this because i've been wondering where are the democrats 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 where are the, where are the, where's, the, where's the characters where's, where's mickey where's, 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 where's goofy who's trying where are the legislators 
And obviously things change minute to minute to second to second. And as the clock ticks, we did just watch that Congress will now finally vote, possibly, maybe next week. (laughs) Take your time. Or or they might wait possibly till November. We are living in a Twilight Zone episode, okay? Now. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Now I will say that I did read, I did read one nice thing. Okay, and so I, I, I'm going to I'm going to put it in in this in this segment. Members of Congress, <laughs> please, please get to the so there's that for God's sake. <laughs> Members of Congress from New York and New Jersey went to a detention center in New Jersey on Sunday. Seven Democrats and of course there were Democrats made the surprise Father's Day visit to the Elizabeth contract detention facility in Elizabeth, New Jersey, where they were finally allowed in after more than an hour of wrangling with authorities. Uh, quote, they said it was shameful what we heard inside, said Representative Hakeem Jeffries, who's a Democrat from Brooklyn. There was a father who spoke about his young daughter being ripped away from him at 3 a.m. in the morning. This is the indecency of this administration. This is the child abuse that the Trump administration is perpetrating. The politician said they met with five men arrested at the southern border who are seeking asylum after fleeing violence at home. Two had their young children taken away from them and one was separated from a seven-year-old brother. Representative Frank Pallone, a Democrat from New Jersey, said authorities wouldn't allow the members of Congress to bring cell phones, cameras, or pens into the facility. But he brought in a pen anyway, because he won't be told. (laughs) Anyway, to to write down some stories. And he couldn't, and he doesn't have any actual names. The men haven't been told where their children are. He said one thinks his five-year-old is in Michigan, but he's not sure. He's got on his knees and he begged, Pallone said. Another man believed his 12-year-old daughter is in a New York detention center. The sheer emotion was overwhelming, said Representative Gerald Nadler, a Democrat from New York. Nadler accused Trump of using blackmail to force Democrats to accept drastic cuts to legal immigration in order to stop the family separations, as we know, which is why this whole thing is going on, is so that Trump can get his stupid fucking wall and all that bullshit. Okay, anyway. Then, of course, the feckless cunt, Kirsten Nielsen. <laughs> She's yeah, a fucking feckless asshole. cunt. And that's the stupid bitch Kristen that said John Nielsen. McCain is going to die soon. That's right. She's a you want to she's a feckless fucking cunt said of course that's not none of these are even laws this isn't even happening we don't even understand what you guys are talking about like we're not ripping families apart and children are not being taken from their parents she literally said that in a fucking press conference okay meanwhile we all see that there's kids being taken we, away from yeah family. Okay. we just talked to greg we know the deal she's exactly we love you greg <sighs> so there's that is greg but get to it <laughs> this this is the one that really made me happy Laura Bush, of all people. Laura. Six cigarette loving Laura Bush. She, she killed someone. She sure did. But here she is, just trying to do it. She compared what's going on now to the internment of Japanese Americans during World War II. She said, I live in a border state. She wrote in a guest column in the Washington Post, I appreciate the need to enforce and protect our international boundaries. But this zero tolerance policy is cruel. It is immoral and it breaks my heart. I want to just end by saying I have zero tolerance for this zero tolerance policy. I have zero tolerance for the hypocrisy and the lying this administration is doing. I have zero tolerance for law enforcement people who are easily swayed and justify their taste for violence and dominance by standing behind fake laws or even real laws they know are wrong. I have zero tolerance for anyone who shields themselves with the cloak of I'm just doing what I'm told. Every single politician right now is holding this hot potato, which is slowly filling with blood. And one of you motherfuckers better grow some cojones and get some change implemented or two 
2018 will be remembered as the year that history has zero tolerance for America. So there's that. Well, that's it for this episode of Dumb Gay Politics. Thank you guys for listening. If you haven't yet, please go on iTunes and leave us a review. We have 886 reviews and Pinky LaDouche left us a bad one. So I guess after Pinky heard the Mooch interview, that stupid motherfucker decided to go on and leave a three star review. And now I want you guys, anyone, even if you've already left one, go on again with a different email. and leave, push that one yeah, down. Yeah, push. I don't want it to be the most recent one. Okay, read it. You guys don't understand. We have people looking at us. We need them to see that the reviews are good. Fuck off, Pinky LaDouche. Okay, so. Oh, right. Here's this asshole's review. Used to enjoy this show. Their chemistry and writing merit. (laughs) A series. But between the weekly Scaramucci fangirling, really? And agreeing with the ill-informed Trumpian view on U.S.-Canada trade and tariffs. Putting shaking head in hands. I can't anymore. Okay, well, bye. Yeah, good riddance. <laughs> but were we fangirling every week? Because I'm pretty sure we interviewed him and then we talked about it the following week. That was it. That's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. And yeah. So, yeah. So, All right. So I'll give you two weeks of fangirls. Okay. Sort of. Yeah. Wasn't even... Mm, I mean, like... That's a stretch. I, that's I, a reach. The person listened, like, had been listening for a while and for that to be the first thing they disagreed with and then, and then Tariff sent him over the edge, it's like... All right, like I said, good riddance. And we can't say we're sad to see you go. However, we are sad that you canceled your $3 Patreon pledge. <laughs> I know that. Um, especially since that stupid bitch went on Patreon and said, um, you guys kissing Scaramucci's ass, that wasn't a good look. And we didn't even go off on I held him it or ba- her. I mean, I held, I held it back. I, all just to keep that $3, and it still didn't happen. So we the, need at least three of you to go on right. and sign up www.patreon.com slash dumbgaypolitics. You can hear a free hour <laughs> podcast and see if you like it. We only need, we need three people now to pledge $1 an episode to make up for Pinky <laughs> fucking fucking off. Pinky Tuscadero for yeah. fucking off. Well, I want to thank everyone who supported us during the Scaramooch Mooch time because for the most part, we only got two, at least that I know of, two messages that were yeah. shitty and well, everyone else one, was, there was amazing a long one that, that person disagreed but i don't know that they were being rude to us and it's fine disagree yeah. it's fine we don't care if you disagree you can disagree but i don't but again we don't need your notes and no. i don't need you to tell me what's a good look and what's a bad look and also that you're leaving and if you're gonna leave just fucking leave yeah why are you making an announcement about it yeah i don't want to hear your announcement you know what that's the ne- that's <laughs> that's my next thing i want to say is i don't want to hear your your announcement yeah <laughs> you want to go go you don't yeah. need to tell me people come and go the patreon all the time they they pop i don't live off, with you pop back on i don't live yeah. with you i'm not worried where you are so g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-
faithful hand in hand. He's just a little brought down because when you knocked, he thought you were the candy man. Don't get strung up by the way I look. Don't judge a book by its cover. I'm not much of a man by the light of day, but by night I'm one hell of a lover. I'm just a sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania. <laughs> Let me show you around and maybe play you a sign. You look like you're both pretty groovy. Or if you want something visual that's not too abysmal. We could take in an old Steve Reeves movie. I'm glad we caught you at home. Could we use your phone? We're both in a bit of a hurry. Right. We'll just say where we are, then go back to the car. We don't want to be any worry. Well, you got caught with a flat world. How about that? Well, babies, don't you panic. By the light of the night, it'll all seem all right. I'll get you a satanic mechanic. I'm just a sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania. <laughs> Why don't you stay for the night? Night. Or maybe a bite. Night. I could show you my favorite obsession. I've been making a man with blonde hair and a tan, and he's good for relieving my tension. I'm just a sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania. <laughs> hey, hey, I'm just a sweet transvestite. Transsexual Transylvania <laughs> So, come up to the lab And see what's on the slab I see you shiver with anticipation But maybe the rain Is really to blame so I'll remove the cause. <laughs> But not the symptom. <laughs> <laughs> 